This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 480 million acres of farmland. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Put the Build Back Better reconciliation package and national defense spending at the top of your weekly Washington agenda. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says there could be action on both items this week. The House is also set to consider legislation importance to agriculture, including reauthorization of livestock mandatory reporting and the creation of a beef industry contract library. You can learn more in Phil Brasher's Washington Week Ahead on agripulse.com. Also online today, the second part of our series on cover crops takes a look at the agronomic and financial questions facing the practice, as well as the necessary conversations between tenant and landowner. You can learn more and read the report at agripulse.com. Farmers may be worried about the price of some important inputs for the upcoming planting season, but a fertilizer leader says the industry should be able to meet supply needs. AgriPulse's Hannah Pagel has more. A combination of events in the global marketplace are large contributors to the rise in price and the fall in availability of fertilizer to American producers. A pandemic, winter storms, hurricane disruptions, and trade issues all created a bottleneck effect for the availability and cost of fertilizer. However, Corey Rosenbush, president and CEO of the Fertilizer Institute, says even with these road bumps, the supply of fertilizer shouldn't be a concern this upcoming spring. We are a very traditional supply-demand market. And so if prices maintain what they are going into next year, that would tell you that perhaps demand might be a little bit less. And so therefore, we, we should be fine on the supply side. 90% of all fertilizer used in the world is applied outside of the United States, and Rosenbush says China's nitrogen and phosphate production will be closely watched. You you want to talk about those global impacts, and then you look at where that product's going from an import perspective. India imports more ammonia than anyone else, and Brazil uh, more phosphates than than any other country, followed closely by by India. And um, so... So what's happening in China and Brazil and India and, and, you know, the other countries that are supplying them are what's dictating this marketplace more than anything. You can hear more from Rosenbush and his thoughts on other market dynamics that may influence farmers' planting decisions in his open mic interview on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pegel. Finally today, the pork industry wants to see tariff reduction at the top of the agenda for the U.S.-China relationship. Nick Giordano handles trade issues for the National Pork Producers Council. He says the tariff facing U.S. pork has gone down but is still higher than global competitors. We would be selling more pork and certainly getting more value out of what we're selling there, but for the tariffs. At one point, we had peanut tariffs of, uh, the tariffs were over 70%. I mean, it's just crazy. Now, most of the, the pork from most of the world is going into China at 8%. The United States is at 33%. Unacceptable. And even though we've been selling, now we're down this year, but that's a function of their herds and their prices and their battle with ASF, right? There's a long-term opportunity. He says that market potential could be better utilized in an improved geopolitical climate. Step one is to try and lower the volume on the trade war and get, get some of the tariffs off. And obviously, we want that 25% punitive tariff off on pork. It's something we talk with the administration about when we talk about trade, something we talk about on the Hill. 
because that the reality is we'd be recouping more value, we'd have better opportunity if we weren't at a 25% disadvantage. We're basically in China with one hand tied behind our back. In case you missed it, NPPC named a new CEO late last week with the appointment of Brian Humphreys. You can learn more about the hire on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's crop insurance industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net, providing individualized protection on more than 480 million acres of farmland. Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.